Hi, and welcome to Women CEO in Reflection, a podcast dedicated to personal growth and mental health discussions with women CEOs across the globe. It's here where inspired women get candid about what drives them to succeed and the personal challenges they've encountered on their path to success. So if you're a woman on a mission, this is the podcast you don't want to miss. So sit back, relax, and let's get candid. Hi, I'm Marisa Jones, and welcome to the Women CEO and Reflection podcast. I'm joined by my co-host, Neil Haley. Today's guest is Carolyn Sloan. She's an award-winning author and composer, longtime educator, musician, and entrepreneur. She's a dedicated lifelong learner and works to empower families and children to learn together. Teach Me TV is a new children's online education and media company, is a dream project that Carolyn has been developing for children ages 5 to 12 for the past few years. And recently, Teach Me TV has won two Tally Awards for their work in music and animation. Welcome to the show, Carolyn. Thank you, Marissa. It's so great to be here. Thank you for having me. Uh, so this is a very uh, unique industry. Not a lot of people get into it because it's usually dominated by, you know, the major broadcasting uh, networks and so forth. So tell me a little bit about, you know, why you entered into this industry and, and how you got to where you are today. Well, first and foremost, I'm an educator and I care deeply about children and how children learn and how they grow. So. I also know that the best place to reach children these days sometimes can be through the media. And I was actually really surprised and sometimes shocked at what we were calling children's media these days and wanted very much to inject a big dose of fun but learning and um, education into children's media. I don't think this is a new idea. Of course, there's Sesame Street and Mr. Rogers and all of that, but we actually do some uh, interactive uh, learning activities for kids. We produce video games. We also do little mini television shows for kids online, but everything is interactive and everything is based around learning. But more than that, it's about learning how to learn. So we really provide kids with strategies and tools for learning more than we're actually hammering content. And, and how, do you, um, how do you stay uh, current? Like how do you know that it's the, the content that you're delivering to your kids are relevant? It's a really good question. I think um, being around kids is really the best way and even though I don't teach full-time anymore I always am teaching some group of children somewhere <laughs> so uh, even this past year while I'm running my company I was conducting a kids choir at the Muse Academy which is an arts-based school in Brooklyn just really because I love being around kids, but it also keeps me current, and I know what they're talking about, and I know what they like to sing, and I know the music that they're listening to. I mean, you have to kind of be in it to really understand. And and where do you think that, um, because it is, even as an educator, most educators won't wouldn't probably wouldn't think, oh, I'm going to start a TV state, you know, I'm going to start a TV channel. Well, where, where do you think, where do you think that drive and passion comes from? Well, um, I was always in show business from the time that I was 15 years old. So I was a singer and a performer 
Um, I went to the High School of Performing Arts, you know, the Fame School on 46th Street in Manhattan, and I was a songwriter, and I still am a songwriter. Um, and that was really my life for a long time. Um, so I was, I did a fair amount of recording. I wrote jingles. I've been in and around show business for a long time, not necessarily in a producer role. Um, I also write uh, interactive children's books, music books. And um, when I was on tour, doing a book tour, I would put on these kind of very elaborate shows um, for the books and I would script them and we'd have actors and puppets and musicians and all this stuff. And, you know, we sold a lot of books, <laughs> but I realized this was like a culmination of everything that I do, all the skills that I have. So it was producing these shows. It was putting together these, it was all nonfiction and educational. So it was all about the symphony or it was all about jazz. And it was teaching kids all the time. So it was, I said, you know, there's something here. And I realized that the way to scale better interactions with children and best practices is really through technology. And so I started really inter investigating what that would mean. Um, and I went and got a master's um, in education entrepreneurship uh, much later in life and uh, decided that I was going to start this company that was going to be education at its heart, but it was going to be delivering education through different forms of media. And and what would you, because you started later in life as far as like getting your master's in something completely new and starting this company, what would you say some of the obstacles you had um, around that from a personal perspective? What, what were some of the challenges that you had to kind of overcome in order to um, in order to to know that you can run a successful business? Well, it's interesting because when I hear the the word know, that you know that you can run a successful business, I feel inside that I absolutely can. I'm not sure I could know it 100%. There are some days when I don't feel like I can for sure. Um, but I think that there's huge hurdles. I mean, I had a life, you know. I was raising a son. He was in college at the time. Um, but he was going to school in the city, so he was around, and I decided to go back to school. My husband is a performer. He's an actor and was on the road um, for a Broadway show, a national tour. And I said, you know, I'm working full time. I'm doing all these other things, but I'm going to do this. And I, I knew it was going to be hard, and it really was. It was the, just the energy level that you have to have to maintain a full time job, go to school do homework homework after <laughs> it was like what is homework <laughs> papers and um all, and reading really difficult dense te texts at times and spreadsheets and all these things i really never encountered before um i think that what i was what was what was hard was the energy level that you have to maintain i mean i was working easily you know 17 hours a day um but it was exciting and I was meeting a whole bunch of new people and I loved all these young people that I was going to school with. I love being around younger people. So um, the the benefits kind of outweighed the, the hard stuff, I guess. 
And and uh, being in the industry, right, and in those challenges, who do you go to? Like, who are your mentors? Um, you know, it sounds like you have a background, right? So you've had experience and you know some people. But who are your go-to when you need advice and and when you start having those self-doubts about whether or not you can be successful? That's a really good question because there are different people I go to for different things. So for for business, um, one of my advisors, and, um, and she was the head of the program at University of Pennsylvania Education Entrepreneurship Program, was um, Bobby Kershan. Um, and oh, okay. Yeah, Bobby was Bobby. a guest on our show. Yes, yes, and she's fantastic, and she's also on our board of advisors, and um, has been a really great mentor over the years. And she's really tough, <laughs> so um, I go to her for you know great business counsel, um, you know, and and to try to see through problems. And when I really want someone to talk real to me. Um, then I have, of course, I have a whole crew of friends that, you know, I'll call up and go, I don't know if I can do this. This is really hard. And, you know, and they'll talk you through it. I have to say my husband has been really amazingly uh, supportive through this and has been a big cheerleader for me uh, ever since going back to school and doing all of this. So um, he's very helpful um, when I'm feeling really down and then sometimes honestly I have to just sit quietly either meditate or sometimes take a walk or I have really great books that I open and read um, anything from uh, you know kind of more holistic kind of meditative books to kind of chill me out to uh, what was I reading? The Tipping Point. I know that came out a long time ago, but it's really relevant for me right now um, by Malcolm Gladwell. So sometimes there's some really great counsel, or I really, I love Adam Grant as an author, so I read a lot of his work, uh, the originals, and yeah. So it sounds like you're constantly learning, which I think is so important in order to maintain um, you know, that motivation, right? Because when you learn new things, it's always, it's always, uh, you want to put them into practice and you want to, you want to move to the next level. I think that's what um, inspires me to, 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 um, to continue, um, is learning and knowing that, um, my, like becoming a lifelong learner, it's just I think it's like the best thing. No matter what you do with it, it's just, it always keeps your mind open. You're always growing and uh, you never, you're always surprised. And that's a, that's a really, it, when that happens for me, that gives me a lot of energy and it makes it easier for me to continue. You know, you know and then when you talk about learner, if we always are learning, things will never be boring ever because we're constantly growing and learning. If you don't want to grow and you don't want to learn, you're going to just be never going anywhere. And I wanted to question about the, your, your business. Uh, what are your goals in the next, let's say, three years for your business and even longer term after that? Well, uh, starting from the three-year point, the vision, of course, is to be uh, self-sustaining and earning 
profits for our investors and of course for the company. Um, we'd like to be a real mainstay in terms of uh, education and media for kids in North America. Um, we'd like to inspire kids to learn all over, but we're starting first in the States and Canada. We already have some interest actually um, in Canada and in the UK. So um, our goal is to become, I often say, and this, I, 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 I kind of hesitate a little bit before I say this, but we're, we're really looking to build a major education and media company um, so that you know, it's affordable, portable education everywhere. I feel like kids learn all the time. We're learning all the time, all of us. And the best way to reach them these days is really through the internet and through their devices because we're all on our devices all the time. <laughs> um, and it doesn't matter where we learn, it just matters that we keep learning. So the, the goal for us is to become a big, big uh, media and education company. Um, I often say I'm aiming to be the Oprah of education. <laughs> That's I, awesome. I, There's I, no reason why I'm you sorry. can't do it. <laughs> I, I, I always hesitate a little bit before I say that because I, I admire her so much and I think she has an amazing story. And, but she's such a good example. And um, I, that's, that's, that's the vision. <laughs> so I, I, something you said twice was very curious to me and you brought up hesitate. So you, when, when asked about your goals, you said, I hesitate to say, and then you also mentioned again, when you compared yourself with Oprah, what do you think is behind that? Where, where's where it sounds like there's maybe a little bit of self-doubt or is it just uh, your is it a fear of what other people might think about your goals I'm just curious uh, I'm putting you on the spot but no then that's okay, okay. Um, I hesitate because I think it maybe sounds too big it's not because I don't believe that we can and when I say it sounds too big, I think I was raised in this world, you know, this kind of be modest, be humble, you know, don't make too much of yourself. You know, my parents were public school teachers, so that'll give you an idea. Um, they were also fairly old fashioned in the sense that um, they were the first generation Americans. My grandparents are immigrants. and. Um, I was raised with incredible work ethic, so I work really hard, but I think I was taught also that it's an older kind of view of trying to be modest and it's it doesn't serve me, let's put it that way. <laughs> I'm working very hard on shedding that, on letting that go without trying to sound boastful, you know, so. So how, what would you tell a woman who was listening and was telling her, to, uh, responding to her goals and she was hesitant, what advice would you give her? To just go for it and really scream it from the rooftop and <laughs> do not ever, ever apologize for yourself you have as much right to be here as anyone 
So I think, you know, we, we all come from our stuff. We all have our, the, the, the reasons we do things. So I would say just don't hesitate and just scream it from the rooftop. Absolutely. You know, you can, you can be confident in your goals uh, without being cocky or boastful, as you said. Um, and it just means that's what you're achieving for. If you achieve it, even better. If you don't achieve it, you know, at least you tried. And that's the most important part of it, right? At least you've given your all and you tried. And hey, you know what? It didn't work out because either I found it, it, it was no longer my passion or it just wasn't like the industry or it's too difficult to get in, but at least you tried. And so there's no reason why we need to, you know, make excuses as to, you know, why those goals are too big, right? There's there's no such thing as too big. As you said, we all have the right to, to be that big. There's nothing that can hold us back. No, we just have to be able to really let ourselves envision it. And I do every day. Um, I think it's just letting it out and like sharing that with other people. That can be a little scary sometimes, I think. <laughs> um, <laughs> you don't know how people are going to react, you know, so you're like, ah. I mean, I would say 90% of the time I don't care how people react. But when you're not, when you're just meeting people for the first time, you kind of like, you know, you want to make a good impression. So, you know, to say to someone, I want to be the Oprah of education sounds like, you know, it's like a big thing. <laughs> it is a big thing and, and you should aim for it. So why not? And <laughs> scream it from the mountaintops. There you go. I'm doing it. And now so, I put it out um, there in the world so I can't take it back. <laughs> I, absolutely. You know, when I when you say things out loud or when you write them down, it makes them all, all the more real. And it's almost like a test for yourself to, to try to achieve them. You know, I just want to say what it made me think of is one of my first jobs I had in the, in the jingle writing business, because I used to write jingles for advertising television. Um, was I got a call to write an anthem for women. It was for wow. a commercial. And I, I wrote it on the train, like going home, like from the meeting. I wrote it like in 15 minutes, like, and I, I called her and I sang it to her over the phone and, and we won, we won the campaign. Um, and it was just a series of affirmations, you know, about yourself like you know i am strong i am able i am working i am free and it was a bunch of um footage of women achieving great things in their lives i love that what commercial was that for was it can <laughs> you share the, that it's the this is the funny part <laughs> um it was for tampax oh okay that's awesome <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> Uh, it was a very, very kind of like dramatic commercial for Tampax, yes. <laughs> hey, that's a true woman, right? I mean, that's who we are <laughs> at our core. So so what are some of the things, um, based on our conversation just now, what are some of the things you do to continue to grow um, on a personal level? Hmm. I read a lot. Um, I, I, t I go to... Uh, a lot of webinars and I would go to conferences but you know the last couple of years it's been a lot of it has been online um, I talk to everybody I am interested in talking to I can find some way to have a conversation with them 
Um, I travel. I love to travel. And I really miss traveling. I haven't really taken a big trip um, really since the pandemic. But next summer, is, it's on my calendar that I'm going to take a big trip. Traveling for me is uh, just an amazing, eye-opening experience. And I've been uh, um, many places now all over the world, and it always changes me. Uh, so those are some of the things I do to keep learning. That's great. I love meeting new people. Absolutely love learning about new cultures. And, you know, deep down, we're all the same. We're absolutely all the same. We all smile and laugh and just, you know, trying to make it through this life, right? This is true. And I think also when you talk to a lot of people in other cultures and other places around the world, what's what comes up often is that we all have very similar struggles. You know, they may not be exactly the same, but they all very are kind of relatable. And it just makes it, it makes, it made me feel more human and more connected um, to people around the world. Um, and it's, uh, it was kind of a revelation for me to, to kind of be in touch with people who were vastly different from myself culturally. I was in Japan and I struck up a conversation with this college professor and it was just fascinating. But at our core, because we were both educators too, there were so many similar um, passions and so many similar struggles. So yeah, I think um, travel is a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful way to learn. I think it's so important for people to understand that we are all human at heart and we all have struggles and we all have challenges, um, but, but you can push through them. And if you talk about them and share your stories and reach out for help, um, you know, that's what my work is all about. And, and that's what this podcast is about is sharing that and, and knowing that you're not alone um, and anything is possible and uh, you can have a very successful children's TV show and have it as big as you want to. Right, Carolyn? <laughs> right. You can have multiple shows and have them as big as you want. You can have hundreds of shows. You can have a whole network. <laughs> exactly. So we and are I, out of time. Uh, where can people find your TV show and how can they reach you? Okay. First, um, don't let TV fool you because we're more than um, just TV. We are TV, but we're also interactive activities and games for kids and serious learning. Um, it's Carolyn Sloan at teachmetv.co, and that's the word teach and then me, TV, all together. So, Carolyn Sloan at teachmetv.co. That's great. So if you have kids or if you're an online, if you're looking for online education, Carolyn is your go to. Yes, please bring it on. <laughs> I would like to know you. Um, and I don't know if we travel is fatal to prejudice. I love that quote by Mark Twain. So um, it's something that I lived on. It's on my desk. I love that. Absolutely love that. Getting to know one another. Connection, human connection. It's so important. Well, thank you for being on the show, Carolyn. It's been such a pleasure. I appreciate you sharing. And uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us today. Thank you, Marissa. Bye-bye.
Thank you for listening to Women CEO in Reflection. To reach out to one of our guests, their contact is in the description of the show. Do you want a total mindset transformation? Apply to Mindset Warrior, The Art of Intentional Thinking, my personal coaching boot camp at IamAMindsetWarrior.com and schedule your call with me today. Thank you.